Welcome to the Not Old Better Show, the show covering all things health, wellness, culture, and more. The show for all of us who aren't old, we're better. Each week, we'll interview superstars, experts, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things, all related to this wonderful experience of getting better, not older. Now, here's your host, the award-winning Paul Vogelzang. Welcome to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Factor Meals and Gold Co. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and the Not Old Better Show is where age is just a number and life is a never-ending adventure. Today, we're diving into a world where the golden years glitter brighter than ever. In this episode, we are chatting with the fabulous folks from The Old Gaze and their new book, The Guide to the Good Life. Imagine a treasure trove of stories, each more colorful than a rainbow flag at Pride. These aren't just any old tales. They're life lessons wrapped in laughter, love, and a little bit of sass. It hasn't been that long when coming out was as nerve-wracking as a blind date. Well, our guests today have come out. They have stories that could turn a drama into a comedy. They've seen it all, from the disco dazzle of the 70s to the TikTok trends of today's, where they are absolute stars. And let me tell you, they've still got moves. That would put many youngsters to shame. Just check out some of those TikTok dance videos. But, you know, it's not all fun and games. We'll delve into the poignant moments, the struggles, and the triumphs that have painted their journey in vibrant hues. So we're going to meet Jesse Martin, Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, and Bill Lyons, the old gays, as we find out more about their lives, the liberation marches that they attended, their stories, which are a testament to living life authentically and unapologetically. So whether you're 60, 70, or somewhere beyond, <laughs> there's a spark of youth in all of us that never fades. It's time to embrace it, celebrate it, and maybe even shake a leg to it. Stay tuned as we explore the good life with the old gaze and get ready for a journey filled with humor, heart, and a whole lot of fabulousness. This is the Not Old Better Show, and the best is yet to come. Please join me in welcoming Jesse Martin, Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, and Bill Lyons, the old gaze. Well, I'm ready to go, and I know you guys are always good to go, and you guys are pros at all this stuff, so um, you want to just jump right in? Yeah. That's good. Awesome. All right. Gentlemen, I'll tell you, so Bill, Jesse, Robert, and then Mick, kind of around the horn, authors of this wonderful new book, The Old Gay's Guide to the Good Life. Welcome back to the program, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So well, it is good to be with you and uh, good to see you again. Of course, you guys have been on the show previously and huge, huge audience favorites, big hits, favorites of mine, too. I hope you guys are all doing well. We are. We are. Very well. Thank you. Great. Well, let's talk a little bit about the book. In particular, let's talk about, you know, kind of this idea that you guys Certainly, so many in our audience have lived through these different eras, but you guys in particular have seen some real significant changes in the way in which the LGBTQ plus community has kind of risen up and has been such a part of our, our lives, all of our lives. Why don't you guys share some of the valuable lessons that, that you think our audience should know about? Maybe, 
you know, the pre-Stonewall era, some of the personal journeys that you guys have been on. I think that would be a good place to start. And I think our audience would just benefit from hearing that. Okay, I'll start off. Um, I'm Robert. And uh, when I really came out uh, actively was during the, uh, when I was in college, and this was the 60s, and then I graduated in 67. But back then, and I was in St. Louis, and back then, I remember that there were only a few gay bars in all of St. Louis, which at that time as a metro area was two and a half million people. But there were only three gay bars in the city of St. Louis. And I remember the first one I went to, you had to drive around the block to the back alley and you, there was no indication whatsoever. There was a business, it was in a rundown part of the city. You couldn't tell there was a business there and you go around the back. It was a lighted parking lot and a light over a door you went into and voila, there was an active bar taking place there. But just one of the biggest things that strikes me is the visibility, the actual literal visibility of the gay community back in the 70s, early 70s, late 60s, it was suppressed. And the police would make occasional raids to kind of keep the gays in their place kind of intimidation, if you will. And so it was during the 60s, uh, kind of after Stonewall, that things started becoming more visible. So that's my starting comments. Good. Well, thank you so much, Robert. You know, I wonder... Mick, um, Jesse, hmm. Bill, what, what do you guys do? Similar experiences later in life coming out? What, what's been kind of your, your process here? Well, not later in life, but going back to when what I call my coming out, which was the first time that I had sex with a man. And I was 16 years old, and I went and plumped myself down on Laguna Beach and um, I was immediately picked up and taken away. And the gay beach in Laguna was right downtown. And it was between the Laguna Hotel and two gay bars. And the city fathers hated the fact that people, when they entered the city and they walked on the boardwalk, Oh, they saw all of these gay men hanging out. And they even sent, and this is in the old fashioned 
Western days when photographers wore suits and they had the big cameras and that. So to intimidate the gays on the weekend, they would come and take pictures of everybody on the beach. Um, and then that didn't do much. So they thought, well, let's turn it into a volleyball court for uh, people to go to. Well, in no time at all, those those volleyball stanchions were painted gold and ferns were put on top and there were, <laughs> there were, there were gay um, volleyball teams. And also when I was 18, I, I, I got a fake ID so that I could go into the bars in LA and one of them was raided and literally one of my friends was taken to jail for simply shaking hands with another buddy of his. So it was it was very, very oppressive in those days. I mean, Griffith Park, which was a cruising area, was completely dangerous to me because you didn't know who was a cop and who was going to play be a plain clothesman to, you know, get you under their uh, wings. So th there were some really hard, hard times when I came out. And of course, I had none of the advantages of what people have today when they can talk to peers, they can go to groups and that. I, mm -hmm. I was just all alone in this thing. I think the internet has helped a great deal today too. Would you agree? Yeah, just say you're nodding oh. your head. I, I just seems like it's a simpler process. Perhaps it's still, I think, uh, probably a challenge. But just say what what's your what's your comment? Um, I didn't have that hard of a time. I was a good little church boy, but I was still having a good time. <laughs> I just wasn't telling my business. Um, luckily, I I I. I didn't lose a lot of people during during that period. Um, I was pretty sheltered from it, and then thankful that I was because I'm still here today. Um, but um, you're right; the internet has just like changed. You could be in in a town by yourself, but you still have a connection with somebody through the internet somehow. Yeah. They have it much yeah. easier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for my for myself. Yeah, um, I'm a little younger than the rest of the guys. And so, um, you know, the only thing that I could think in a personal way of something that I experienced in terms of uh, discrimination, uh, in terms of discrimination, I would think that the uh, the uh, only thing that we uh, can think of would be, um, you know, I remember once uh, going to, a, uh, there was a bar in, in Los Angeles when I moved there, uh, called the Blue Parrot. <laughs> and the Blue Parrot was the first bar of its kind in the city of Los Angeles with open windows. In other words, from the street, you could see inside. And that was the first, uh, uh, somebody said that was the first time in, in, in L.A. history that a bar like that had been you know, created, and that uh, was the, one of the first bars I ever walked into. Uh, and I'd say that was probably around maybe 1980. 
So, uh, but the one thing that I would say is this, uh, in my lifetime, I never thought that uh, we would be have um, same-sex marriage, much less uh, the open LGBTQ people can serve in the military. And I think yeah. that, for me, uh, the, yeah, those two things I think uh, I never thought would happen in my lifetime. Well, thank you for that perspective. I appreciate it. I, I think it's, it's interesting to hear about those times because I think it, it's inspirational for so many and you guys have been that for so many. And so thank you. Um, let's talk about the book. Of course, I, I have a copy of it right here. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the book, guys. I know this took a lot of work and it's, uh, it's wonderful. I really, want to encourage our audience to just check this out. We're going to put links so that our audience can find out more information about you guys, about Mick, Jesse, Robert, and Bill, about their new book titled The Old Gay's Guide to the Good Life. And I want to talk about that a little bit with you guys. So in the book, you guys have coined this term, uh, the old flamers. And and I, I thought that was really a, a, a great you know, kind of message for everybody too. But I wondered if you'd t- talk to us a little bit about that, elaborate on what that means and how relationships have kind of evolved for you guys uh, over the years with regard to the term old flamers. Well, when I was young I, and we talked about old flamers, those were, it was about old queens, exactly. <laughs> Flaming queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very common expression. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I thought the, it was wonderful. The, the flaming Queens was just kind of when we were in search of a name, if you will. Uh, yeah. Before we landed on old gays. <laughs> and, and before the old gays, we, we were called the old farts. <laughs> Uh, so but lots of sass and less gas. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, that was that was. <laughs> sorry, I I drifted so there on you guys. <laughs> I said lots of sass, but less gas. <laughs> I don't know if it's less. Sorry, apologies. Apologies. <laughs> you guys just all have such wonderful personalities. Has that always been the case for you, or do you think has? You guys have, because I think there's something to getting older that allows us all to be a little bit more free, enjoy ourselves. Yeah, I think I think for me though, uh, yes, yeah, so I've gotten older, and as a result of my experiences in life, I uh, I really say what I think more often than uh, I don't. Um, I guess that gets me in trouble sometimes, but. Um, um, I, I don't like to hold things in any bad feelings or things that uh, I don't want to hold those in anymore. You know, if there's a problem that presents itself now, um, it's just time to deal with it. Yeah. Good advice. The other advice that I would love to have you share with us all is um, this TikTok sensation that you've all become. That that took some some doing. Did you feel a little bit of apprehension or maybe uh, uh, just a, a little bit? No, you're shaking your head. So you just jumped right in. I, I did with no 
no big thing for me. I, we've just been overwhelmed um, by the love and the generosity that's been shown to us. But uh, it was fun because we were just beating ourselves during the TikTok things. And we've, we've exercised a lot more lately doing them too. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Some it of the dances are awesome. It was quite a surprise to see us explode the, the way we did. I don't think any of us were prepared for it. Yeah, not well, so many. Again, yeah. And, and we really didn't pick our audience, or we didn't even know, you know, who we were talking to when we started off and doing all these things. And um, we ended up with the majority of at least half the people that watch us are young ladies between the ages of 20 and 30. And that was a huge shock to us. Hey, it's Paul. We'll be right back with our interview with Jesse Martin, Mick Peterson, Bill Lyons, and Robert Reeves, The Old Gays, talking about their wonderful book, The Guide to the Good Life. But let me give a shout out to our sponsor today, Factor, because as we dive into the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, it is more important than ever to focus on our health and vitality factor, the leading ready-to-eat meal delivery service in the United States is here to ensure that even on the busiest days, you can nourish your body with delectable meals. I just had for lunch the garlic chicken with mushrooms. Wow, great taste, super convenient, low-calorie, and completely keto-friendly, amazing. So this holiday, let's eliminate the time-consuming task of meal prepping. Factor offers you the gift of time with fresh, never-frozen meals delivered straight to your doorstep. Imagine reclaiming all the hours spent planning, shopping, and cooking. Now that's a holiday treat. (laughs) Indulge in over 35 chef-curated meals each week that align with your health goals, like keto and your taste preferences. Whether you're watching your calories with the Calorie Smart Selection or looking for hearty protein plus options, Factor has a menu to complement your lifestyle. And if you think Factor is only for dinner, think again. <laughs> Enhance your mealtime convenience with over 55 additional items, including quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, an array of cold-pressed juices and smoothies. So as December unfolds, Embrace the simplicity and joy of eating well with Factor. No fuss, no mess, just scrumptious meals ready in minutes. Now, for a special holiday offer, just for our Not Old Better Show listeners, go to factormeals.com slash NOB50 and use the code NOB50 for an incredible 50% off the first box. Remember, that's NOB50. All of this will be in our show notes today. That's right, 50% off with code NOB50 at factormeals.com slash NOB50. Enjoy delicious, effortless meals this holiday season with Factor. Do you have at least $50,000 saved for retirement? With everything going on in the world today, right now could be the best time ever to diversify your retirement savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I bought some precious metals myself, and I got them from the top-rated company, Golco. They couldn't have made the process easier, and their customer service was impeccable. Golco has helped thousands of people just like you and me place over $2.5 billion 
in gold and silver. They're rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time Inc. 5,000 winner. That's a lot of praise. And that's just mentioning a few of their accolades. There are plenty more. Right now, for Not Old Better Show listeners, GoCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. You've got to check this out. Go to goldco.com slash paul to learn more. That's goldco.com slash paul. All of this will be in our show notes today. But diversify your savings with gold and silver today at goldco.com slash paul. Thanks, everybody. And now back to our interview with the old gays and their new book, The Guide to the Good Life. Lessons learned about love and death, sex and sin, and saving the best for last. Yeah, it's really wonderful. It really, again, it, this idea of inspiration just comes to my mind always when I talk to you and when I think about you guys. It, you just do defy aging, and I think that's very apparent in the TikTok videos. Oh, oh yes, definitely. That's that's kind of the way. Uh, that's kind of the way our uh, producer Ryan really kind of has conceived of these uh, sort of things. And I think he's looking for something that's um, very uh, not so much edgy, but just sort of off the wall kind of stuff, you know. Um, yeah, some of the, uh, the the videos are just silly, and and they're they're designed with with only the intent of making um, a person laugh and maybe forget about their situation for a few moments, you know. And and really, uh, you know, um, my nurse, one of my nurses at my last infusion said, you know, your TikToks are so wonderful. They just they're so full of of joy and, and happiness and, and, and good feeling that, you know, people need that. People need that out there because things are, I guess, things are tough out there, you know, I think emotionally for people. And and it also was very, very timely in so much as when we started on TikTok, the COVID thing came into being. So, a lot of people who just stayed at home and that, you know, went to their computers and watched this and were just overjoyed with the happiness that we were giving to everybody. I think we all kind of needed you. Well, thanks, you know, because I remember the first TikTok we did, I think it was for a fish shack, and uh, it was in January, and uh, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. No idea at all, you know, and, uh, um, you know, how many TikToks later, you know, and how many millions of followers later? You know, it's, it's oh, my God. Extraordinary ride. Yeah, it's it's been extraordinary. I, you know, I've gotten to know you guys over the last year or so since we first spoke and, and I've watched and it, it's had to have impacted your life in other ways, too. Do you, do you find that? You're recognized. You find that you're thinking about these TikTok videos at, at other times and maybe incorporating this. And in particular, are you thinking about, well, how do we reach some of these people? How do we make a little bit lighter load for in people's lives? Well, we we just got back from a cruise courtesy of Virgin Voyages. And, you know, I thought 
you know, it's fun to go into the market and people say, hi, Bill, love your TikToks and that. Yeah. But the thing that was most surprising to me is we were recognized in every airport we went to. Um, we went to a nice dinner in Abitia, and the owner of it was great to us because he was a big fan. And it was just a shock to me that we were we were known internationally as well as just at home. Yeah, I want. I share once another story uh, to piggyback uh, on on the trip. Uh, we spent part of an afternoon in Saint Tropez, and it was a very hot afternoon. And so we all ended up instead of walking to the town, we ended up on the shoreline uh, along the port um, at a. Uh, at a place, every town has one in in France called the Café de Paris, uh, the Café de Paris. And so we sat ourselves down at the bar. It was a zinc bar, very traditional. And the lady across the bar pointed to us and said, TikTok. <laughs> and it was incredible, <laughs> you know, to be recognized in all of all places, you know. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. And, and gratifying, too, because I think it it's uh, just as you've all said, it's a way to connect to people and and you're doing that. The other way, of course, is to is to write a book. Uh, the old gays are our guest today. Their new book, Guide to the Good Life. So tell us a little bit about the book and maybe how it came about. And maybe tell us a little bit about this idea of this concept that you guys all seem to have, and that is never say die. We're just going to keep going. This attitude to overcome, you know, kind of negative challenges and uh, and maybe tie that back into kind of overcoming these challenges, particularly for the LGBTQ plus community. Well, you know, um, first of all, the, the idea of the book uh, came to us uh, really through our agent. Of a uh, 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 literary agent, and uh, we were assigned. Uh, we took on a uh, a writer. Her name is um, well, she's trans, so I forget her pronoun. Uh, Gibbs Bear is the person's name. She's a wonderful writer. She's done other books like these before, and she just kind of just joined the group. And she likes hanging out with us guys. And we had some very nice interviews in private and in group sessions. And there were a lot of reminiscing. And uh, she found this through line with all of us, like you say, of this um, uh, a will to live. And I think part of that comes from, uh, well, for me, you know, it means a lot of things. Um, I think the most important thing is uh, I feel that uh, I need to impart to a younger generation that which I've experienced. And that, you know, uh, even though things may seem very tough now, you know, problems are really transitory, you know, and that you have to live with, you know, there are good times and there are bad times. But you know, the good times don't last forever. The bad don't, bad times don't last long either. You know, and um, we have to draw strength from each other. Like we draw strength from each other. 
but it's so important for you know our readers to understand that you too need to create a a network of people around you who will support you through your struggles because that's part of life. Life is a part of struggle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my drive or whatever you call it really came from my parents. Uh, I grew up in a very lower middle class, uh, maybe even lower class uh, home uh, in Arkansas. We were very simple people. My uh, father was uh, a shoe cobbler. He had his own shoe shop and eventually expanded it and started selling shoes. But he was just a very hard worker. And I know that my parents instilled in me a very strong work ethic, which is kind of core to my life. And um, then my dad died at age 50 when I was in my second year of college. And my mom stepped right in and Mm. took over the business. And I have two brothers. And my parents had always said that their primary goal was to see that we three boys got a college education. And that was the drive that kept my mom going so that she could generate income to support us. And when my younger brother graduated, he was the last one. She sold the business and that was it. And it was just seeing that and living that drive and determination that I learned that I apply to all aspects of my life. That's great advice. Bill, Jesse, what what do you guys want to share with kind of some of the young people? Because we'll we'll post this in lots of places. Our audience is definitely the 55 plus community, but families of our audience members, the we'll we'll put this up on TikTok and and lots and lots of people will will see this. I think Mick made a good point. And and so did Robert. What do you guys think you want to say to some of the young people out there that, you know, might feel particularly challenged these days, but need to kind of have a little boost from somebody who's got some good sage wisdom. Okay, get out there, have a good time. Don't grow up. Uh, Keep your silly side because it will keep you young. And because when you get too serious, you become a sorrowful. And believe in yourself. Don't let nobody turn you around. That's a Negro spiritual. Really? (laughs) Don't let nobody turn you around. Okay. Follow walking. (laughs) <laughs> Keep on walking. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's great. That's great. And Thank you very one much. One of the things that I would say to younger people is be honest with yourself. I mean, if you're having a problem coming out, don't let anyone force you to do it. Do it when you're ready and you want to do it. I mean, you, you can wait as long as you want, but you should be comfortable when you come up. 
when you come out. But just as importantly, don't let anyone tell you don't do it. Yeah. Because yeah. if Good. you really know who you are and know you're gay, you just need to find a way to do it so that it doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I came out to my parents in my 20s, my early, early 20s, soon after I moved to California. And I must say that the reaction that I got from my parents was surprising. I mean, I was really expecting, you know, to be cut off. But uh, my parents were very understanding. Uh, my father even more so. Uh, I think I talk about it in the book, about, uh, you know, those kinds of things help. Um, and uh, it gives you a, a support network. But if you don't have that, you know, the important thing is, is you need to create a network of your gay family. And these will be the people that will support you through the rest of your life. If, you, if, you have, if, if, if the door to support to your, from your blood family is uh, that door is closed, there's always another door that opens. And that usually is your gay family. And don't deny that because that's your salvation. That's great. Well, I know you guys are very busy. I sure appreciate your time. Again, the old gays have been with us. They've authored this wonderful new book, The Guide to the Good Life. I just really have one final question for you, for all four of you. So many of us in our, our age group, including you guys, have done this really almost radical pivot into a second act. And you guys have talked about TikTok. You guys are now authors. You guys are travelers going on these wonderful cruises where you get to be part of a community and talk about what it is that you're doing. What advice would you give to our audience that wants to make that next step, maybe wants to have a second act, maybe wants to take, you know, kind of a stopping point, turn, and then move forward in another direction? Just do it. Yeah, it came so, I mean, in, in becoming the old gays and everything, I mean, yes, it's really, really opened me up um, to people, but it just happened naturally, very organically. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a, this project really was, uh, I don't know, sent from heaven, maybe. I, I That's the only way. Inspirational. You know, I do remember when I, I transited for being a professional actor to going back to uh, graduate schools. And I re remember one, two things. Number one, take a large legal pad or on your computer, make two columns. On the left side, write about your strengths. On the right side, write about your weaknesses. And also, uh, from an actor's point of view, you also answer the question, what is waiting in the wings of your life? Because so far you've had this act on stage, you've done this. You know, maybe now you're in your approach to your 60s and you don't know what you're going to do. You know. Just sit back, think about it, relax, but write a little bit out and say, what is waiting for me in the wings of my life? That's great. And be Robert. willing to experiment. Experiment? Experiment. Nice.
Yeah. I love it. I just so enjoy talking to you guys. Really, it it is wonderful. The book is The Old Gaze, The Guide to the Good Life, Lessons Learned About Love and Death, Sex and Sin, and Saving the Best for Last. What a great title. Here's the cover. I've enjoyed it. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for sending the book my way, too. I'm going to let you guys go, but um, please, let's stay in touch. I always enjoy our conversations, and let's let's definitely do this again. And I know you guys are going to be doing lots of great stuff. So my best to you. Congrats on the book and for everything that you're doing, and thank you. Thank, thank you, Paul. Thank you. Good seeing you again. Yeah. Bye. Good seeing you guys, too. Bye, guys. Bye. Talk to you again Bye. soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. My thanks to Jess A. Martin, Robert Reeves, Mick Peterson, and Bill Lyons, The Old Gays, America's beloved queens. Please check out The Old Gays Guide to the Good Life. My thanks to today's sponsors, Factor Meals and Gold Co. Please support our sponsors as they in turn support the show. My thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please be well, be safe. And let's talk about better, the Not Old Better show on radio and podcast. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on the Not Old Better show. To find out more about all of today's stories or to view our extensive back catalog of previous shows, simply visit notold-better.com. Join us again next time as we deep dive into some of the most fascinating real-life stories from across the world, all focused on this wonderful experience of getting better, not just older. Let's talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Hi, one final thing. Today's show was edited for length. To hear the full interview, please check out our website for this episode and all episodes at notold-better.com or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to check out your local radio stations to find out more about the Not Old Better Show on podcast and radio. You can find us all over social media. Our Twitter feed is Not Old Better, and we're on Instagram at Not Old Better, too. The Not Old Better Show is a production of NOBS Studios. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and I hope you'll join me again next time to talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.